NBA Summer League came to an end over the weekend, and Damian Lillard remains a trailblazer. What's taking so long, Brenna? I'm Aaron Finches of the Oregonian. I'm here with Coin Six's Brenna Green, and we're going to discuss the Lillard situation, uh, the Blazers Summer League just on its own, Scoot Henderson, what happened with him, and we're going to dive into Pac-12 football preseason all-league uh, media poll, I guess you would call it, or selections, and arena football's coming to Salem, allegedly. The first. Allegedly. <laughs> it's been a minute, Brenna. I mean, I've seen you about, but we haven't done a podcast since June 20th. You were on vacation. I didn't take any vacation, but we were in summer league. It was kind of logistically difficult to do one there. Plus, yeah. we were dealing with things that were changing every second or potentially going to change every second. So why do a podcast? Uh, you went on, you went, you went somewhere far away. We talked about maybe doing one while you were gone, but I decided to leave you alone. And in part, I just didn't want to talk about this stuff anymore. But anyway, <laughs> here we are. Done talking. Here we are. Now, here we are. We're going to get back to talking about all things uh, Blazers and beyond. But let's just let's just touch base on just your your trip to Vegas. You went there uh, yeah. partly to connect and and, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh my god. What's it called when you connect with people? Network. 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 Jeez. Hey. Woo. I'm already getting in vacation mode. You got there. To Orlando next Two week. Two brains we'll were better than one. That. We'll talk about that later. But uh, you, you had a good time based on your Instagram post. You were meeting a lot of cool people and uh, hanging out and having fun. Tell us a little bit yeah, about Yeah, it. it was good. It was a good uh, work slash vacation vacation. You know, we got a little work yeah. in. Didn't have to burn like a bunch of uh, vacation days. To, to go do it, but we still had a good time. So, uh, yeah, all's well that ends well. And, um, I, uh, yeah, I'm just, ha- I, yeah, it was, it was good. It was fun. It was, it was everything. It was the perfect amount of random I expected Summer League to be. So there good. you go. You know, well, you I'm got Fat you Joe milling about, you know, <laughs> sparkling up the whole place. You got Jerry West in front of me. That was weird. That was that first game was like, what is going on? That first game, um, Jerry West was in front of me, Bill Simmons was to my right, and Jay Cole was to my left. Oh wow. <laughs> Star studded like, press row. I was like, this is this is real life. This is real, real life right here. Okay. All right. Not That's gonna nice. I, I mean, this is this is fascinating. I love this. I love people watching. Summer League is fantastic for it. It's just so many random people show up. And there's also so many random people where you're like, I know who that is, but I can't quite like put together mm-hmm. who it is, if that makes sense. Yep. Oh, I That is Summer like League. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, bef- before yeah. we get into the Blazers Summer League, let's talk about Damian Lillard. I was really hoping this whole situation would get sorted out in Miami, or excuse me, with Miami in Las Vegas. Clearly, it no. did not. And by all indications, it's going to continue to drag out. I, about a week before summer league, I think I tweeted out something about, like that someone had told, someone connected to all this. I told me it was, this could take weeks. And at the time, I tweeted, I'm thinking, nah, they're going to figure this out pretty soon. And it's already been, I think, two weeks. No. I qualify as weeks, and there's no end in sight. And I I get it. I'm not even going to begrudge Cronin for that. I think he's going to do his due diligence. There's a lot of different directions he could go in, even with Miami being the final landing spot but now that mm-hmm. we're several weeks into this and summer league is over nothing got done what do you think of the entire situation I mean, we haven't really, we have we talked about it in person but we haven't talked about it here on the yeah. podcast 
I very much think that we could see the start of the season with Damian Lillard in a trailblazer. No! <laughs> yeah. That's impossible. That's my I think that's um, I think that's uh, very. I would, if I were betting right now, I would bet on that over the other outcome. Really? Because yes, yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that Joe is not into that Miami deal, and I, I, I personally, I don't blame him. Um, I just, I just don't think it, it doesn't which, do anything. Which alleged, it. which alleged Miami deal though? There's, there's a lot of different things okay. that have been put out there in terms of what is allegedly in play, what isn't. I mean, I, yeah. I did a podcast with Craig Burnback, and I talked about things that I had heard, and then things that have been written about, and things I had talked about with other journalists, and just sort of laid out sort of what things could look like and what's kind of in play. All of a sudden, Aaron Fentress reports Miami made an offer. <laughs> on Bleach Report and all these other aggregation sites, like no, oh, I didn't gosh. report. I didn't really report that, but whatever. But there's all sorts of things out there. But what, which deal that you've, I mean, latched onto think, that you think yeah. is just like a no go? Uh, I think most of the deals involve Tyler Hero, Duncan mm-hmm. Robinson, and those draft picks. How many? Those, those that's like two. what? What would what would be enough for you? Draft picks. I okay. Here's here's I guess I I don't I don't know if they're okay. When has Miami been bad? Yeah, that's, that's okay. I, go ahead. I, I know where you're going. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. Yeah. I, I, so those draft picks in you know the ones that have been more most consistently thrown out is 2028, 20, 2030. Those draft picks, I just, I, I'm. I'm not into that idea for them because I think Miami is going to be really good. And then those Why? draft picks. Butler and Dame are going to be done. Because they consistently are. There's only been but six and, times. But Butler and Dame are going to be done. There's only been six times in Pat Riley's tenure that, what, they, I, I forget if it's if, if they've been in the lottery or if they have, haven't made the playoffs, something like that. So, anyways. You can't bank on they're, it. They're, that you go ahead i know you can't bank on that but okay all right okay (laughs) fine you look at those okay let's not bank on that okay what exactly does getting tyler hero and duncan robinson address in terms of the blazers needs right now well duncan robinson would just be salary filler obviously yeah tyler hero does not necessarily fit your needs because you're already loaded at guard but that's the best young player they have that could potentially have value to flip somewhere else at, at some point. You're not all this, they they you know they say they want to be good next season. They've done nothing to be good next season. Like no, gonna be you're bad. right about that. And so if you have Tyler Hero next season and you're going to be bad, it doesn't matter because you're going to get another lottery pick and then you can try and sort things out positionally later. You don't have to worry about that now because you're not trying to win. Um, so he's just a good young player that you get in in the deal. And then you want picks. Um, here, here's here's an example of great hypocrisy that I'm really, really wrestling with right now. All those years, everyone said, Neil O'Shea needs to trade all these picks and CJ to get blah, 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 blah. The idea was that would make the Blazers really good. But now, when it comes time to be the team trading a star to someone else, people don't want those draft picks because the draft picks are going to be too low. So Neil O'Shea was well, an idiot for not making all these trades. He should no. Neil, he should have been just go out there and make these trades with all these picks that were going to be bad 
And he's a moron because he didn't. But now all Blazers fans are like, we don't want Miami Heat's picks because they're not going to be any good. It's hypocrisy. That's not how trades work. You don't make trades based on what the picks are going to be. You don't know what the picks are going to be. We don't know where Miami's going to be in 28 and 30. Damian Lillard and Butler will be done. Who knows where they're going to fall. But you can't count on, I'm going to trade Lillard for four top five picks. Like, that's just not a thing. They're going to be what they're going to be. And also, they're going to be tradable, just as tradable as the picks you wanted to see traded with CJ for Paul George or whoever, just as tradable as Miami trading them for Lillard. You're going to have these picks in the future that you can trade because the Blazers are going to have to add at some point some veteran stars to whoever remains between Scoot, Ant, and Sharp in order to actually win because Scoot and Sharp are not going to contend for anything anytime soon as the number one and number two players on these teams. I guarantee you that. They're going to have to go out and get dudes, and then you'll have those picks in the future to trade. So when I hear people talking about that, I'm just like, what are you talking about? You can't plan for lottery picks when you're trading a star to someone because the team's going to be good, at least in the in the immediate future. So I think if you get four first-round picks and a good young player and then some salary filler, I think you're good. If you only get three picks and hero and salary filler, then it's up to you to move hero at some point. But I think they're closer than – I think they're close to what is a reasonable deal. The Blazers are just trying to – milk this for as much as possible and that's fine go ahead but they if the blazers take this into the season it's to me that would be borderline dumb um i i just i also don't think that and you know things obviously could change things could things could morph tyler hero's stock in this league right now is not high like, he's not someone that a bunch of teams want to trade for right now. You know, Miami, well, go, they played <laughs> they played better without him in the in the postseason. And I don't I know don't nothing about Tyler. I don't know anything. But, you know, you hear things like he's got a little bit of an attitude or whatever. And so, you know, and who knows if that's true. Don't aggregate that. I don't know if that's true whatsoever. <laughs> Brenda Green says Tyler Hero has attitude. Yeah, yeah. Bleach report. Very, yeah, very, very, yeah. Very knowledgeable on all things Tyler Hero. Um, but, you know, so that's that's another thing that I just, you know, you kind of hear things through the grapevine or whatever. So, you know, I, I don't I, I'm just, I'm just not. I appreciate you trying to sway me on the idea of that trade, but I'm just, I'm just not in on it right now. I'm just not, it's gotta, there's, there's gotta be, there's gotta be some sort of, you know, quality big involved, maybe from another team, something like that. Something. Cause I mean, that's fine. Look at the the Blazers. You can't search for that. Oh, I agree. It's ridiculous. That's why I said it's a joke. I think they're going to win. They have, they have, if they keep, if they keep Nurk, they have two players over six, seven, that are viable yes. toward winning. By winning, I mean just you know being above five hundred. I'm not. I'm not talking about championships or anything like that. Yes, uh, that's why it's just, you know when they sat there and said, "Oh yeah, we're trying to win. We love our talent level." I'm like, "Well, you better go out and get a legitimate starting small forward, which you would hope." Like a Tyler Hero was six seven in the small forward. I think this could be done overnight, but you need to find a legitimate starting small forward, and you need two veteran guys off the bench to round out your depth. Otherwise, you're looking at thirty and fifty two. And I don't care how good Scoot is. <laughs> I don't care how good Shade's going to be. You're going to be no. 30 and 52. So yep. it, if you can find another yep. team to come into this and give you the small forward that you want. And, and Cronin said the the makeup of trade could be 
a bunch of picks. It could be some picks and a couple young players. It could be a, a, a win now guy and maybe a, a pick or two with that. So that's probably the reason why it's going to take a while because he's going to look around and see, okay, is there a team out there that's willing to give up a small forward um, that we want, even if it's for picks you get from Miami. Like you could take the two first round picks from Miami, give them to that team and get that small forward you need and, and, and then and then do whatever you want to do with Hero, trade Hero for another first round or whatever. There's so many different things you could do. So that's why it's going to take time. And part of the reason why it takes time is because the teams you might want to make that kind of deal with could have other things going as well. And they could be saying, okay, we'll revisit that after we deal with what we're dealing with. So that's why I'm not going to necessarily blame anyone. But I think at the end of the day, Dane needs to be in Miami before training camp. Not doing so, then you start getting to, okay, you're just being ridiculous. You, you, just, you want something that's not going to happen. And I've been saying since February that if they, if they end up having to trade Dane, the Blazers are not going to get some massive haul of a deal because he's going to have to go to a contender. And that team's going to have to maintain contender status when they get him. So they can't give you Bam right? They can't give you Butler. That'd be silly. The best player they can give you is Tyler Hero. So then you need to figure it out from there. But you have betrayed as a tough word, but Joe Cronin appeared, I think, nine times before the public and said, our goal is to build around Dame. Mm -hmm. And he has not done that. I mean, you got Grant, but Grant was basically flipped from CJ. Grant's a better fit because of his height, but player-wise are kind of equal. It's just that Grant mm -hmm. plays a different position. Like we just talked about, they need bigger guys. That's it. That's the only thing you've done to help Damien. And so you did not do what you said you were going to do. So now do right by him and send him exactly where he wants to go. And you get the best deal possible with that team. And if that's three first hero and filler and a couple swaps, whatever, fine. If it's four first, not hero, whatever it is, get it done. And I'm totally 100% teamed in this. I think he was absolutely 100% in the right to, to narrow it down to one team and one team only. I think he and his agent were in the right telling the rest of the league, back off. We don't want to play for you. Because right now, Dame is saying, I've given this franchise 11 years. They have failed me. I remain loyal. I could have left seven years or four years ago, five years ago. I didn't. I stayed. I could have left two years ago. I stayed and gave Cronin a chance. They failed me. And Cronin admitted he failed Dame. So now here's what I want the last two or three years of my prime. I want to go to Miami, and that's where you're sending me. Figure it out. And if Cronin has to eat a first-round pick, let you know, get one less, one less first-round pick than maybe he could have gotten if the, if the field were open, too bad. <laughs> too bad. It shouldn't matter to you because you have two transcendent generational players that you kept instead of trading them to get help for Dame. So it shouldn't matter. That pick shouldn't matter. Do right by Dame, and let's all move along. Should we move on to talk about one of those, uh, <laughs> I guess, two of those, those two transcendent sure. players? Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, we only got a brief glimpse at our guy, Scoot, but what are your thoughts so far? Scoot was what I thought he would be. Uh, you know, he, he was, he's a very physical, uh, well-built point guard. He's 19. He was built like an NFL safety um, he mm -hmm. gets to the basket. If he doesn't juke by you and cross you over, he's going to lower his head and, and bull his way by you. Can't run you over, but he can bull his way by you. And if you body him, you're going to be pushed around, especially if you're another uh, point guard. And then he gets into the lane and he's strong enough to finish against contact or and he's unselfish to the point where he will look back and, and not only find the open guy, but know where the open guy is before he even commits the passing. Like he knows where everyone's supposed to be and everyone's where they're supposed to be. Uh, shooting still, you know, he started out hot in that first game. I think he was five for six or something, finished six for 13. 
Uh, I think he missed like six shots, six shots in a row. Uh, so for me, coming into his rookie season, I think he has all the talent in the world. I've, I have no reason to believe he's not going to be really good at some point. But I think his rookie season is going to be filled with tons of ups and downs. You know, it's real easy now for everyone to be just imagining, oh, my God, Scoot's amazing. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. But, you know, mixing a couple five for 19 nights with six turnovers, and then people will start to see what we saw in the G League. He had In 19 games in the G League, he shot under 40% nine times. He averaged three and a half turnovers per game. He's had a defensive rating of 118. His numbers were not good in the G League. So the idea that he's going to just rise up and be, you know, this this megastar year one is ridiculous. He's going to have issues. Anthony Simons is probably going to start over him, and that's fine, I would think, unless Scoot proves to be too good at point, and then Stan, and then Ant would probably start over Shaden because Ant's still the best guard on the team. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was everything I thought he would be. I just wish we could have gotten to see more. Yeah, totally. Um, I, yeah, he's he's a showman. I appreciate yes, that. Yes. yes, he is definitely a showman. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think, uh, <laughs> I think everyone's like, okay, but could we have had more? Like, but yeah. um, two years in a row, the top pick hurts his, hurts I know, his shoulder. Two, yeah. Uh, <sighs> nobody touch the Blazers' <laughs> high draft picks' shoulders at summer league. Okay, we're done with this. Okay, like stop, stop doing this to us. Just come um, on. Um, you can touch anywhere else on on their body if you want, not their shoulders. Okay, leave their shoulders alone. They uh, just come out wrapped in, in bubble wrap on their shoulders every year from now on. I know, right? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, on on another note, like personality wise, so far, just like. <laughs> He's a character. He's really fun, you know, and obviously like, you know, this is, this is the first part of it. So it should be fun. Like it should not be testy, you know, like that, that's, that, that would be weird if it was testy at this point. So I always have to kind of couch that, um, and be like, Hey, you know, this is the, this is the beginning. So of course it's going to be fun right now. Uh, but you know, everybody, like when you talk to people who are around him at the G League level, like everybody just adores him, which mm-hmm. is really cool because you could totally have seen him come in there and kind of, you know, throw his weight around and be better than some things or whatever. And and he he by all accounts did not do that. So that is exciting as well. Uh I wish that uh, like you said, we would have gotten to see more. I am excited to see more. And yes, he is a rookie. He is going to have bad moments. Duh. <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know, don't, don't, don't think he's going to come out the gate and, you know, I mean, even like Kobe struggled in his rookie year and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like seven bad. points a game or something like that as a rookie Kobe did. 15 is sophomore, so. sophomore year, second year, 19 is third, and then he, he finally blossomed his fourth year. Yeah. Yeah. It's par for the course. So, so. It is. You know, the, yeah. the last time a 19-year-old came into the NBA or 19, 20-year-old and impacted winning at a high level uh, at point guard was Magic Johnson, but he was playing with Kareem as well. But, you know, Scoot's not Magic. Magic obviously was just a, a guy named kind. Kareem. Yeah, just a guy named Kareem. Uh, and the other thing with Scoot, too, is he played 28 G League games last year. He's looking at an 82-game NBA schedule coming on. Oh, that's going to bite him. At some point, that fatigue is going to set in. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's that's one reason why I don't think he should start 
as well. Well, one, I think Ansel just flat out better right now, but you know, he, he shouldn't be playing 34, 35 minutes a game. He should probably be p- playing 28 just to keep him. Makes sense to me. You know, keep him fresh, let him ease into this thing. Uh, Cause there's going to be a lot on him, especially since he's basically the guy they traded Dame for. <laughs> I mean, the Messiah at the, end of the day, at the end of the day, Dame is gone because of Scoot Henderson. So yep. that's a lot of pressure to put on him. And there's some fans out there who seem to believe that he is just ready to just kill it and crush it. And he's going to be amazing. And I think some nights he will be, but a lot of nights he's not going to be. Uh, what'd you think of Shaden, man? Shaden played four of the five games. And I was stunned he by that. Was, yeah, me too. I thought they'd shut him down maybe after a couple, but uh, I'm glad he got those reps because he, he needs them. He's still yep. developing as well. Um, but man, he, I think the most impressive thing for me was the the third game. Oh my god! No, the f- yeah, the third. No, wait, the fourth game. The fourth game against who was that against? They lo- They won. They came back and won. Was that Orlando? He had like five points in the first half, three of eleven or something like that, and then he just mm-hmm. destroyed in the second half. I think he had twenty three points in the second half, and was just killing it. I just love the fact that he, you know, he went out there and struggled. And he didn't just mail it in. It's a summer league game. Who cares? Mail it in the rest of it. No, he he helped his team win by just going nuts yep. in the second half and and doing everything he needed his team he needed to do to help his team win. He played with a lot more aggression, um, a lot more assertiveness, a lot more passion. He he definitely has evolved a lot from last year. Of course, we only saw him for five minutes in the summer league last year, but even from you know <laughs> early season early season shading, um, yes, yeah, so obvious growth there. That's good to see because that guy needs to be special if the Blazers are going to have any chance of ever getting back to the postseason because right now they're guard heavy, but at least he's the only one. He's at least a guard who's close to six, five, <laughs> which is important to have guys with some length and size. Uh, so Yay! he needs to continue to evolve. And I think definitely he demonstrated that he has at least to a certain degree during his summer league play. Spicy Shaden is here. Give me more spicy shaded. I he was dunking and staring people down. Shaded. Yeah, we like that. I, I got a great video of him talking some trash. Oh, it's great in that first game. Oh my gosh! I'm like, yes, thank you. Do Give more me that. more. I I need I need less of like the you know blank stare in a daze shaded, and I need more of the shaded that's that's letting people know what's up. I'm down for it. Give 100%. me, give me more of that. And I loved post game after that first game. He was like, "Oh, was I acting? Yeah, you were acting different. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, don't even." And then, and then people started like pointing out specific examples, and he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right." <laughs> like he got a grin on his face. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess you win. You know, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, they need that. They need that if the Blazers are going to win. You cannot have somebody who is emotionless, and that's kind of what he could be at times during this season. You know, was, and I understand he's processing things. He's trying to figure out this whole NBA thing after, by the way, not playing for the last year at the college level. Right. You know, like he wasn't. He was barely playing. Not barely playing. He was not playing. So, um, so. You know, I, I totally understand that. When you're trying to process something, you're just trying to get through it. You're trying to make it work, you know, whatever. We saw a little bit more of that personality come out, which is very exciting because there was, I, I mean, I remember it, uh, I think I think I brought this up on the podcast before. 
at um, the exit, exit interviews, you asked Shaden if he would rather go see the dentist or talk to us, and he chose the dentist. Yeah. So he did choose the dentist. So, and I, you know what? I didn't get those vibes this time. I think yeah, we may, I think better. we may have moved up a few spots over yes. the dentist. This is exciting news for us oh, as media. I wouldn't go that far. I don't know if I go that far, but he at least, <laughs> he at least would uh, consider us over the dentist. I still think he takes dentists. I could be wrong. Maybe you're you're accelerating it faster, but we'll, but we'll have to we'll, we'll have to do a yearly. There's some check hesitation. There's do some you hesitation. like us more than the dentist? Let's see if he at least pauses this time. <laughs> but no, he was definitely much better with the yes. media, much more comfortable. Uh, and that's guy. I joked with him last year. I said, dude, don't worry. At some point, we won't, we won't be able to shut you up. <laughs> You'll get there. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, the perfect example <clears throat> would be someone like Amperty, who came into the league and was yeah. really shy and. Really didn't know how to how to handle it all, and now Amphrey gets up on a podium and goes. So yep. hopefully we 100%. see a similar progression from Shaden. <laughs> uh, we talked about this a little bit, but you know, Cronin and Billups get up on the podium in Las Vegas and say that they want to win without Dame. I think maybe um, you could tell by the tone of my voice here what I think about how um, realistic that is. <laughs> uh, but you know, Aaron, take it away. <laughs> so I got criticized for asking this question for some reason. I still am fascinated by the fact, by the fact that people did not like this question or whatever, but, uh, <clears throat> so Cronus talked a lot about not finding trades that he thought were worth giving up sharp or the number three pick for because he didn't think they were necessarily going to elevate the franchise, which is fine. That's that's his prerogative. That's not what you told Dane, but whatever. Um, but if you go young like that and you lose your best player, the natural step would be, okay, we're going to be bad and get another pick. Now, I don't expect him to necessarily come out and say, oh, yeah, we're going to get another lottery pick. We're going to be bad. But the reason why I framed the question the way I framed it is because I didn't want to leave just an easy out. I wanted him to explain <clears throat> what the goal really was with being presented with the fact that a lot of people think you guys are destined to tank because you're losing Dame and you, 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 you're going young. Where are you with this? Because it's one thing to subtly tank in the, in the background and just put together a team that you know is going to be bad. It's another thing to tell people publicly, oh, no, we're trying to win. We're going to make moves and win. We're going to do things to, to win and then not do it. So – Right now, the team is, to me, 30 wins max, as it is right now, even with bringing Grant and Matisse back. If everyone were healthy, I could see them maybe. And, and if everyone were healthy and, and Sharp made a great leap and uh, Scoot was rookie of the year, they kept Nurk, and Nurk played 65 games, I could see them being in the high 30s maybe. But we all know that's not going to happen. All the three of those things are not going to happen, and not consistently. And there's going to be injuries. So that's why I got them about 30 wins right now. They don't have a, a legit starting small forward. Their depth is is bad. It's too young. They don't have any depth. If they bring back, uh, they got Matisse. That's it. If they bring back uh, Justice Winslow, that helps. But they need to add some vets, which they said they needed to at the end of the season. So for me, by them saying what they expect and what they believe, the talent level they believe they have and all that, uh, they should be held to what the record's going to be. And they should be held to what they're going to do these next few weeks. Because they've literally done nothing, Brenna. Nothing. That they said they were going to do in the offseason. 
Not one thing have they accomplished in terms of upgrading. Bringing back Grant and Thibault is not upgrading. That's maintaining. So they've done nada. And if they're serious about this, they need to make some moves or they're going to look like they're just trying to blow smoke up the fans' behinds after two straight years of tanking. What say you? I understand why they haven't done anything. I mean, this whole Dame situation makes things pretty hard to operate and move around and sign people and and all that stuff. But you're right. They haven't done anything. And um, it's not like this team has gotten some, you know, it hasn't, it hasn't changed since last year's team. It's gotten worse. You're going from Dame to Scoot. Yeah. You're going from Dame to Scoot. That's worse. Period. A lot worse. So, uh, yeah, no, we're, if you're a Blazers fan, enjoy the good moments this season. Cause I just don't <laughs> foresee really savor those, those good times because, uh, yeah, I, I don't foresee there being a, a miracle playoff run on the way. Let's put it that way. Uh, which is fine. You know, that's, that's, that's what's once Dame requested a trade. That's just reality. That's the reality of the situation. So, uh, unless yeah, I mean, unless unless they turn Dame into a trade that brings you back, like he said, a win now player. I don't know who this person would be. I don't know exactly. who's out there that someone might be wanting to give up in some kind of deal and get Hero in a pick or two picks or whatever. So that's the big problem. But you know, if that player exists and is obtainable, and you plug them into the small forward spot. And you're going to go Ant, Sharp, that person, Grant, Nurkic, or someone comparable to Nurkic, then you could be solid. You know, when Ant and Nurkic were running the team while CJ was out and Dame was done for the season two years ago, they won a lot of games. Like they, they were around. Yeah, to the point where they had to shut them two. down. Right. They, I just wrote about this the other day. I think they were 11 and 12 in games that Anthony played. And prior to that, they were 10 games under 500. Um, and then they won those four in a row and they started shutting people down. Sorry, it was, it was games Anthony and Nurk played together. I think it was, cause I didn't count the games they lost when Anthony played after Nurkic magically had plantar fasciitis. But anyway, the point is that the combination of Ant and Nurk with whatever was with them was actually doing pretty well. So if you have Ant and Nurk playing well together, like they did two years ago with a, a Shaden, with a legit small forward with Grant, which they didn't have, then that team's, that team's going to be, you know, Maybe a plan even. I'd even go that far if that small forward is someone legitimate. Like, and by legitimate, I mean on par with Grant. Let's put that. Or it's a power forward, you move Grant to the three. Um, but unless we see that, right now they're starting Nasir. No offense to Nasir, but Nasir's a backup. If he's just starting small forward, unless he makes a big yeah. leap, you're probably in a lot of trouble. So, um, anyway, I hope they make some moves. I would hate to see the fans have to endure three straight years <laughs> of, of uh, lottery type, uh, lottery level basketball, but at the same time, Maybe going into the lottery and maybe drafting a guy over 6-6 would be a great course of action as well. All right. By the way, yeah. just just a side note, this next draft class. Meh? Is it meh? Very meh. Very meh. So don't expect to be getting a superstar. That's all. That's 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 just kind of the, the vibe on this draft class right now. So right. Oh, speak. That's okay. One, one more, I, I hear you. One more point, though. If they made the playoffs... They lose their pick. I don't believe for a second they want to just get into the playoffs, get smoked, and lose that pick. I think they'd much rather oh, yeah. be in the lottery and keep the pick and get another yes. lottery pick. 
Now, they have to convey it at some point to Portland. Well, like I said, they don't think they'd be in the lottery four straight years and give them a second round pick, I think, in 2008 or something like that, 2028. But uh, I don't believe for a second that they want to just be good enough to get in the playoffs and lose that pick as opposed to being out of the playoffs and getting a lottery pick. But we'll see. Agreed. All right. Enough of the Blazers for now. <laughs> we talked about them for a half hour. We have a pint enough. 25, 25 minutes too much. All right. Pac-12 football season is around the corner. When did the Ducks start and Beavers start? Training camp. I know that Ducks have their media. I don't think they've, they haven't announced training camp dates yet, okay. but Ducks media day is, is uh, at the end of July. I'll keep the uh, actual date. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about the actual date publicly, oh. but there you go. So Sorry. Ooh, top secret. Ooh. I, yeah, top secret stuff. Gotta anyway, keep that stuff so. secret. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we're, it's around the corner, regardless. It's, yes. it's almost here. It's a coming. I know. I yeah. need to get focused. I need to get focused. <laughs> we're talking ducks in about a month or so. All right. I so know. the media put out their preseason 2023 Pac-12 all-conference team. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it. Where do you want to start? I mean, you know, I guess the obvious thing that just jumps out to me is, holy smokes, is this conference loaded at the quarterback position? To where Bo's not like, on here. <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's and a, I mean, I, that's not he's su- honorable mention. Yeah. That's not surprising that Bo isn't on there. I'm not surprised at all by that. But, um, I mean, Bo had an outstanding year last year. He had a great, great season. And he's not, you know, he's he's not first or second team. And then you look around the conference, you look at all the other quarterbacks that didn't even get honorable mention. And you're like, okay, like, I'm just um, so excited for the quarterback position this year at this conference. It is going to be a good, good time. And I think we're going to have some surprises along the way. So excited to see what that looks like. Yeah. What about you? It's definitely going to be wild. Um, I wasn't surprised that Knicks wasn't first or second. Uh, Caleb, yeah, me obvious. Penix, Penix to me is is the better passer of the two, but Bo gives you that dual threat. So, yep, I would accept Bo being second. Uh, let's see, Penix last year rushed for ninety two yards, passed for forty six hundred and thirty one with eight picks. Bo Nix, hold on. Why is my computer being difficult? Well, Nix didn't have the yards, but I think he had comparable um, TDs. Well, I'll say, calling this up. <laughs> it's being slow, I think, because I'm Pulling trying to do nine things stats. at once here. Do about nine yeah. things here at once. But when, okay, I remember debating this with, with uh, some UW fans last year. God, fans are so irrational. Jeez. Stop acting like you play for the team and just have an ir- a rational conversation. So my point between those two was that, yes, Panix is probably the better player, <clears throat> excuse me, the better passer. Um, but Bo Nix rushed for 5, 10, and 14 touchdowns, although half of those touchdowns he rushed for were – I can't give him credit from a talent standpoint. They were short touchdowns. I should have gone to the running back. But if you run zone read and they crash on the back and you keep it and run, I mean – Literally, I could score right now on those. If <laughs> you're running from two years out on zone reading, no one's out there. Um, so, but still, the dual threat of Bo to me makes him just as good, if not maybe better for college football. But I think Penix has maybe the better NFL future. But re- regardless, mm-hmm. you're, you're flipping a coin there. So I'm cool with that. But when 
when the when we get deep into the conference, we're going to start seeing which quarterbacks are rising to the challenge in big games, in big moments, as mm-hmm. opposed to just putting up numbers. It's one thing to put up numbers in a game you win by 30. It's another thing to mm-hmm. put to get like Bo Nix. And, and, you know, Bo Nix had a bad bowl game until the fourth quarter. Right. And then he just started rattling off drives and scoring. And that's where that's where you quote unquote make your money as a quarterback. And so the quarterbacks Mm -hmm. that do that the most are going to be the ones standing at the end, not necessarily the ones with the most gaudy numbers. And that's what I'm fascinated Mm -hmm. to see is the the back and forth. Oregon State has the ball with two thirty left and they drive down and score with a minute left. And but here comes Washington and they drive down and they, you know, that's the kind of thing I'm looking forward to seeing. No, it's uh, it's gonna be very fun, and I mean, and then also the other thing that jumps out at me, both first team running backs from the state of Oregon. That's gonna be a yeah. fun battle. Martinez and Bucky. Yeah, Martinez and Bucky. That Oregon State offensive line. I'm really excited to watch that this year. I think that's uh, gonna be incredible. You know, it's gonna. They have three. Kind of be two first team and one second team. Yeah, and then then you go look at the honorable mention. They got a few more. Yeah. So um, let's see how many. Oregon has none. Okay, one more. Oregon has. Zero. Oregon has. Oregon has mentions. none. But they have honorable mentions. But that's not surprising. I mean, they're. They lost. So many their offensive there. line this year is definitely you know a step back from last year. That's just is what it is. When you don't have Alex Forsyth under center, things are going to change. <laughs> That's just the reality of the situation. But they also had a lot of other stuff going on with, you know, people graduating, things like that. So I, I'm not really surprised by um, where they stand offensive line wise in terms of these, uh, in terms of this poll or whatever you want to call it. Um, what about so, Troy yeah, Franklin? I mean, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's only, you know, how many, how many wide receiver spots. spots we got here? We got four, four spots. Yeah, I mean Dorian makes total. I mean Washington's got know. two. I know. Mm. You know what? Here's the deal. Get a chip on your shoulder, buddy. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I you know somebody who I would like to see be a little bit more saucy, Troy Franklin. Okay, get get pick up some pointers <laughs> from Shaden Sharp. Let's let's get it going. So, um. So yeah, I mean, I'm 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 really excited to just the the offensive, it all this poll or you know ranking whatever you want to call it, um, it just reminded me once again that there's a lot of firepower offensively, and I'm really excited to watch it all go down. It's gonna be good, good time. So now here's what's scary though. Good luck to Pac-12 defenses. Yeah, speaking of Godspeed. Scary. So on another note, what's obvious to me here, you know, the Ducks need to improve their defense if they want to be a legit threat. They were in the 70s the last two seasons. Um, and I only see two defenders in the two deep on defense, which, you know, there's 12 teams. So that's average. Um, one is a transfer. Thank goodness they got Evan Williams from Fresno. And the other one's Brandon Dorless. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I want to see – okay, I'm going to bring up Mario just because – my thing with Mario is that he was a good recruiter in general, and he got a lot of people excited because of his class rankings. But where's all the kids he recruited? 
Where are all those kids in the, from the 2020 and 2021 classes that everyone was just going goo goo gaga over? That every time someone put a hat on, people were like, oh my God, we're going to be so stacked. We're going to be so stacked. Those kids from the 20 class should be seniors right now. Those kids from the, kids from the 21 class should be juniors right now. Where are they on here? I mean, seriously, you got you got Bucky Irving, tra- Bucky Irving transfer. He's the only one on offense from Oregon in the preseason, mm-hmm. right? On defense, you have a transfer, Evan, and then you have one recruit in Brandon Dorless. Um, that's just that's just bizarre to me. Like those classes were pretty overrated. We'll see if Dan Lanning can recruit better in terms of actual talent as opposed to recruiting to the star mm-hmm. rankings. But the Ducks defense has yes. to make a leap up, or they are guaranteed yep. to lose a few games just because yep. the offenses are gonna be so good. They're gonna they're gonna drop a couple. And once you drop a couple, obviously, yep. you know, playoffs are out the window. Now, I don't think national playoffs are realistic anyway but you know you want to have hope and if you can't stop people that hope is going to go away in a nanosecond no matter how good your offense is so hopefully by the end of the season there'll be more than just a couple ducks on the all defensive team thus verifying growth on that side of the ball yeah there was a lot of heat on that ducks defense last year and some mistakes that were made and things that didn't go well and then that's the reason why they ended up where they ended up um and you know that and uh bonix's ankle those those would be the the main two reasons why they they didn't up where they didn't end up where they wanted to you know be uh especially in that oregon state game i mean what's the play they're gonna run again oh yeah that's right run that's what they're doing. They are running every single time. Why can't you stop this? So, um, yeah, I mean, they, they've that that defense needs to see some improvement, and and hopefully they get there. Uh, you know, Dorless being back is really really huge for them. He could have easily decided not to come back. He did. Getting Evan is huge. I mean, like, it's it's especially on the, on the defensive side of the ball. I think it's pretty rare for a transfer to be, you know, named to a second team without playing a snap in a conference. So that says a that's a yeah, lot. That says a lot right about Evan. And um personally loved covering Bennett Williams. Obviously he made some mistakes out there. He would admit that himself, but he was a really fun guy to cover, like genuine as they come. So, and Evan, you know, from, from when I, the interview I watched with him at spring ball seems like, <laughs> well, like, like, a, like almost like a garbage copy of him. So I'm excited for that. Um, so, yeah. but you know, obviously he, he's better. Like, so I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. So hopefully this defense gets it together. Hopefully Tosh, you know, doesn't, uh, I hope Tosh. Tosh gets better at that defensive coordinator position and, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But that defense is, is absolutely their key to being good next year. Now, in terms of Oregon state, um, their defense is, is is pretty set. It's good. You know, their biggest question mark right now to me is, is the quarterback position, which is hilarious when you have a transfer coming in from Clemson, but we'll, uh, we'll see how that shakes out as well. Is there any way he's not going to be good, DJ the QB? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to base anything off a of spring game because it's a spring game. So I'm just gonna, you know, we'll we'll see. But I, he he didn't look great in that spring game. That that doesn't mean that he's not going to be good. It's a spring game, okay? But 
yeah, that, that's my that's my big. But the fact that I'm saying that the Beavers' biggest question mark right now is is quarterback says a lot about that team. So I don't know. Half of me is like, do I just book a flight to Vegas for the Pac-12 championship just to have it? You know, <laughs> like one of them's gonna make it. Probably I don't know. I mean, I, I, oh boy, this conference is gonna be a real. It's gonna. It's oh, it's still gonna be so much fun this year. Oh, I'm so excited. So excited. You want to know what's not fun, Darren? Oh, the, gosh, here we go. The conference's uh, TV right. deal. <laughs> Good Lord. They come out. I know. I know. I know. I know. This isn't your thing. So, you know, I'll take the reins. What, wait, I'll take what, the reins what, here. What? Okay. Yeah. Please. They come out yesterday. Okay. Clearly kind of an embargoed situation. You know, there was like five journalists who all came out with the same story yesterday. At the same time <laughs> of, hey, Pac-12 is not going to be announcing any sort of media deal thing because they have new players at the table than they did a few months ago or something. And so they're trying to figure that out now. And, you know, I'm not sure if this had really... I. It's an interesting strategy. All right. Hmm. Apparently I'm sleepy. Second yawn this podcast. Good Lord, Brenna. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this, that's their, I, 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 all everybody was talking about online today. It was our yesterday. Uh, so what, what day of the week is it? Okay. Yeah. Tuesday was about how nobody like it, this TV deal is, you ever heard that song? This is a song that never ends. Yes, it goes on. Yeah, I'm not going to sing anymore. Anyways, it's, it's, this is the TV deal that. You had too much fun. You had, you had a little too this much fun. This is the TV that. deal that never you're ends. Still, you're still sleepy. You're singing random songs. This is the TV deal that never ends. <laughs> this is the TV deal negotiation that never ends. Okay. Yes, it goes on and on, my friends. Some people started negotiating it, not knowing what it was, and they're still negotiating it today just because. Okay? That's the song, and then it repeats itself. I know, because that was, like, the most popular song in first grade, and everybody wanted to die. Anyways, so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's talking about online. Oh, my gosh. Once again, nothing new. So I'm not sure if this press uh, strategy worked out for them yesterday because people were upset. We'll see how it is once it's, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes on Friday with Pac-12 Media Day and what what that drums up. I mean, George Klyavkov is going to have to talk, but I just I just feel bad for the fans at this point. Like, you know, especially as somebody who was born and raised on Pac-12 football, this is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Like... Just, I I hope that I hope they aren't fudging and there's actually new players at the table. However, how many times have we heard that the deal is coming? The deal is coming. The deal is coming. It's like the boy who cried wolf. At some point, you got to, you know, they're like, patience is paying off. All right, cool. Show me. So anyways, yeah, it's just all of those things, all of those things put me to sleep. I can't even explain to you how much I hate them. When, who was, who was the last commissioner? Larry Scott. Scott? Something. What, what was the name again? 
That Larry guy. Scott, that guy. Whenever he would come to an Oregon game, whenever he would come to an Oregon game and be up yeah. in the Austin press box and he's going to, Larry Scott's going to talk to the media, I would go to the bathroom. I did not care. Now, when I was at the Oregonian, I kind of had to like listen to what he had to say, but Kanzano yes. was usually all over that. So thank God I didn't have to write anything about it. But when I went to NBC Sports Northwest, we did not care. They did not want me or even care if I wrote or said anything about all that crap. They just wanted me to focus on the team. And I was like, thank you, God, because I cannot stand all that off the field nonsense. And I get it matters and I get it can impact on the field, but it's just, it's all just, I don't know. It just, it just puts me to sleep. So I hope the guy I never have to write about it again. I know, I know Crepia gets into it. Crepia does a good job covering that stuff. But yeah. I just don't care. <laughs> I mean, I think I think I I didn't care at the beginning, but now that we're on, you know, a year of this cycle, it's like, all right, it's time to it's time to figure this out, guys. So and and I don't like seeing the conference that I grew up cheering for kind of be the laughing stock of college football. It sucks. It's not fun, especially in a year with all these great quarterbacks, all these great teams that this conference has. And the number one topic about the Pac-12 right now has nothing to do with play on the field. And guess what? That's the Pac-12's fault. So. Right. Here we are. Here we are. Okay. <laughs> I know you don't want to talk anymore about this. I, I got so my bully pulpit. Explain, explain for the, no, no, explain for, ex- Explain for the yeah. average person, though, what what is the situation right now in terms of accessing Pac-12 football? I mean, they still have one more year left on their on their know? TV deal. Um, they are saying that there are quote new players at the table now. Of we, you know, new networks. New yes, networks. new networks that were not there six months ago. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, uh, new uh, you got to take uh, them at your word. Well, like A&E, A&E and Co- A&E and Comedy Central jump into the fray. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, just yeah, it, <sighs> whatever. Like, just, just for the love of God, make a decision. So, I mean, they're gonna have to, and then <laughs> they're gonna have to. Like this, this deal is we're running up. It's coming up. So they're they're gonna have to at some point. So. It's um, it's just yeah. There's a lot of ambiguity. Obviously, I know that you can't come out on the record and say, "Hey, Fox is at the table now." I'm not saying Fox is at the table. I'm just throwing an idea out there because we know Fox was out. Uh, Breaking news: Fox is at the table. Brenna Green, yeah, Coin Six. That's it. Bleacher Report. Put it on there. Let's do it. <laughs> um. So, you know, I know you you can't come out and say that. So they're they're in a rough spot um, in terms of that. But at the same point in time, everybody just looks and goes, okay, yeah, I'm sure there's two players at the table. Because at this point, there's been so much back and forth on the whole situation with the Pac-12 that, like I said, boy, you cried wolf. And nobody knows what's going on. And Can't believe anything at this point. There's just been so much. So, there's been a lot of misinformation out there, and that's not... The, not all of it is the Pac-12's fault, for sure. Definitely not. Um, but them right. continually coming out in the press and saying, we're going to have a deal soon. We're going to have a deal soon. And here we are. We're about to end August, and there is no deal. 
that ain't a good look. So. Too bad, so sad. Okay, moving along. Next, she says. Uh, <laughs> All right, I have no idea about what you're talking about with this next topic, so I can't wait for you to educate me. Yep. You don't? Day. Okay, so I will fill you in. So you know Jordan Poole Obviously. was traded to Washington. Jordan Poole last year got into the altercation with Draymond Green, who punched him, and that didn't sit well with the team and everything that went down between those two for the entire season. Poole gets dealt. They re-signed Draymond. And now... Jordan's dad, Anthony Poole, who's a rather mm-hmm. rather large guy, has come out and said that Draymond's a bleepity bleep and that he would step to him at any time. Uh, so yeah, this is a big dude, but if Jordan Poole's a son, he's at least in his 40s. Draymond Green is in his early 30s, which I know in NBA terms, people start going, I'm a 34-year-old, but 34, uh, and that the adult world is still um, pretty much actually – I mean, in terms of your physical strength and fighting prowess, you're kind of starting where you're <laughs> really start becoming a real force uh, in that regard. So my point being is that I think Draymond Green would mop the floor with Anthony Poole. Um, but what do you think about a dad jumping into this and, uh, you know, making such declarations toward his son's adversary? Hi, uh, I just looked After up our friend, our later. friend, Anthony Poole. Um. Yeah. Uh, that would be that would definitely be an, an interesting fight to take in, to say the least. I would. Oh. Nah, Draymond. Yeah, Draymond's just stronger. Draymond Lawson. He's a professional athlete. Yeah. Some, ra- or some random dad is not going to fight a, a professional athlete. Yeah. That's just not a thing. Like. It, you're you'll get destroyed now if he's trying to fight you know a, a punter have <laughs> a punter maybe but not a power forward a random dad is not fighting an nba power forward <laughs> it's ridiculous but where's he been this whole time i guess he was trying to just keep the peace while his son was still in golden state but yeah I get the father being protective, but you know, you call Draymond out, but don't don't go to the I'll beat you up anytime. Because what if Draymond says, okay, now what? You gonna show up and get get your block knocked off too? It's all unnecessary. Your son's a grown man. Silly. Let him fight his own battles. Period. Exactly. If I had my parent if I had my parents out in the media doing stuff like that, yeah. tweeting stuff like that, you know, I don't know how I would ever find myself in that situation, but if I did I would be mortified. Be like, yo, no. It's my life, not yours. I gotta, you know, like, I'm gonna keep specifics out of it, but the other day I found out that someone that, not, it's not my mother, but somebody who was connected to me, basically, like, said that I wanted to interview, like, told a person that I wanted to interview them, which wasn't quite the case. Anyways, and, um, and I got upset about that. I was like, no, 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 no. It's not your job. It's my job. If I want to figure that out, I can figure that out. Not you. So I can't even imagine if somebody was out there talking about how, you know, hey, I want to, I want to mix it. <laughs> I want to mix it up with uh, your former teammate. No way. Be mortified. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Negative. The, the NBA is wild. It is. It is. All right. 
our last topic. Oh Lord. Um, arena football apparently is coming to Salem. Question mark. Today. Uh. So when I when I saw this, oh I, yeah, I chuckled out loud. I was like, "What?" So the arena football is coming back. Okay, fine. I didn't realize you were gone because I didn't. I, I did I know that. Since I'm leaving forever. And you're going to have a team in Oregon, and it's going to be in Salem. Salem. Now, first off, I don't know why an arena league would come to Oregon at all. The last Portland's had the Dragons, and then the Thunder slash whatever they became. They were in the higher arena league levels, and they did they did not succeed. And then they've had some lower level arena teams in these leagues. Where they pay players like 100, 150 bucks a game. And there was one of those a long time ago. It failed. And there were efforts to try and bring another one back. And they, I don't think they ever got off the ground. There's a couple in the state of Washington, one in Wenatchee, and I think there's one in Kent where there was one. There's probably been six or seven in the last 20 years in Washington, the smaller, lower level ones. Um, but first of all, like Salem, when I see Salem, I can't take the league seriously. I feel like the league is just throwing things mm-hmm. out there to see if they stick. One, where would you play? There's no facility. You have to have a facility. I mean, you can put a turf field in anywhere, but it's easier to put a real turf field that's going to actually be of quality in a place where it can stay. Because you can't keep pulling it up and putting it back down for games. And there's no such turf field in the to the Salem that I know of. <clears throat> and wherever you do put this, it has to have high enough ceilings for the field goals and, and the kickoffs. Um, so it's just bizarre to me. Whereas in Portland, you have two arenas and they have housed mm-hmm. arena football before. Now, maybe they're just too expensive, but again, I don't know where you play this thing in Salem and I don't know how you think you're going to sell tickets in Salem. I mean, I'm not saying there won't be any interest, but there are people are going to drive from Portland to Salem to watch arena football. And obviously Portland has more people than Salem. So I just feel like the whole thing's fake. And then our colleague, um, shoot, where was that article? Um, hold on. We'll 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 have to edit this out. My pause. Oh, here, here it is. Three, two. What minute? Sorry, nineteen minute mark. Three, two. Our colleague Pete Martini from the Statesman Journal did an article where he said that no one in Salem knew anything about this team coming. <laughs> no city officials. Knew anything about this. Uh, so it's, I don't know. It's, it's just ridiculous. And I don't believe it's ever going to happen, but it's fun right. to make fun of. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit. Why does everyone want to start a football league? I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. Why does everyone want to start a football league right. when there's like a lot of history of them failing? I don't understand, but okay, sure. Um, yeah i i mean so i when i was in spokane 
I was the sideline reporter for the indoor football league team, which basically took over like all the arena teams. Um, Cause yeah, arena went belly up essentially. Um, and you know, I just, I'm kind of, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it type of person. And even when I, when it comes to these sort of football leagues and even then, I don't know if I believe it when I'm seeing it. Cause there was a lot of issues in Spokane. A lot of problems. Um, the guy who owned the team, I mean, there's a reason why there's not a team anymore. Um, and that was the high-end arena team. It was league, indoor right? football Wasn't league. Wasn't that the yeah. high-end arena league? No, arena there one? there was no arena anymore Wait, uh, when that team came back. Oh, it was indoor. Oh, yeah, so it was a lower tier. Okay, yeah. That, no, yeah, no, those, no. It was, well, I mean, it was like the highest level of indoor football at that point. So the arena league basically was gone. Right, but it wasn't. But it was. But it wasn't on the level. It wasn't on the level of what Probably arena football not. used to be. <clears throat> like they were paying their players two hundred bucks a game, right? Arena, like big time arena football back when it first started. No, like those I guys mean, could well, make a living like, playing arena. They had like the and Arizona then, Rattlers then, and stuff like that in that league. And I mean, the Arizona Rattlers are like you know one of the premier quote unquote arena franchises in the. But they had dropped down to this other. I have league. no idea. So how much were they paying players? Do you remember? I don't. Okay. How much were they that's, paying that's their that's vendors? The, that's I can tell the, you that. That's the sign of what it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. There's reporting on this out there, so I'm not right. saying anything that's new. It was a, so it was a joke. It was a joke league. It, it wasn't. It wasn't serious. It, I wouldn't necessarily. Who'd they play. I wouldn't necessarily pin it on the league. I would pin it on who was owning that team. Um. Now I'm gonna get. Yeah, Does the league still exist? exist? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, so yeah, I'm just. Uh, you know, I'm a believe it when I see it type of person. This kind of came out of nowhere yesterday. It was like, okay, here's this report that there's going to be arena football again. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get your hopes up. Let's put it that way. If it happens, great. Well, does anyone exactly, yeah, even there, have there hope? their hopes up? Like, that's the thing. Like, who's sitting around yeah, waiting for arena football? Who's going, oh, my God, I hope we get an arena football team. That will be amazing. Well, clearly not many, many people because that's why the teams fail. Yeah. yeah. So, that's a joke. Okay. <clears throat> um, do you have a pop culture you know, thing for us? not really. And we've gone kind of long anyways. But I do want to hear about this trip to Disney World because I think it's going to be... I, I can't wait to hear your rant. It's going to be great. Please take the floor. <laughs> so my daughter's mm-hmm. going to college this fall. And he's she's going to mm. the University of Oregon. And she wanted to take a trip this summer. So sort of her last summer as a high school kid, so to speak. Not yeah. that we'll never take trips again, but, you know, it's just sort of like the going to high school is going on a trip and she really wants to go to Disney World. So we're going to Orlando where you're going to do three days at Disney World and three at Universal Studios. And I've been to Florida before and I, and I you know, I know obviously everyone knows it gets warm in Florida, but I didn't really think about any of that until oh, like about a week ago. And then I checked the weather forecast and it's going to be 90 plus every day with humidity. So you're going swimming every day. Congratulations. Day, of course, it makes it feel hotter than it truly is. So, so I just started thinking about, oh my gosh, I'm going to be walking around these parks for eight to 10 hours a day 
And we got the park hoppers and everything. Thank God we got a fast pass so we can get through lines quicker. I think Disney had to do some kind of like lightning thing or whatever, but that's a different purchase. But anyway, <clears throat> I'm now dreading this thing. I do not like the heat. I still have flashbacks from times we went to Disneyland in the summer and it was just horrible. But we survived it. So I guess I'll survive it. But I feel like it's going to be at times just miserable. Just totally uncomfortable. I'm going to want to run back to the hotel room. We're staying on the property for both places. I'm going to want to run back to my hotel room and cool off. <laughs> so am I being a big old baby or am I onto something here? Yeah, no. No, I would, I would not. I would not elect to go to Florida in August or July, end of July. No, July. Yeah. I guess July is the worst month to go. But the, the, we picked this week because it's the only week where my son doesn't yep. have baseball or football. Yeah, He hates to miss anything. So we picked the week where he had a dead week and she has nothing either because yep. she's done with dance. She's done with golf. Um, <clears throat> so, this is the week we're going next week. I can't wait for this. I can't. Please bring back stories. Please bring back stories. This is going to be great. Yeah. Oh, give me some advice. What should I do? Like, should I get like water, like a water bottle sprayer and put ice water in there? So I can you definitely need one of those like water bottle fan things. They sell them all over Disney. Ooh. Mist, yeah, it's like, like it's like it has like an attached fan to it, and you cool. can also like spray yourself or whatever. Those are those are great. Okay, I'm definitely getting yeah, four of those. You're definitely gonna need those. Yeah, I'm getting a couple. Of those. Um, <sighs> I don't even. Yeah, I. I've never lived somewhere with that much humidity. So, like, I, how am I supposed to give you advice? Um, because that sounds awful. Um, <laughs> trying trying to think. Uh, I mean, at least, <laughs> at least you don't have any hair, so you don't have to worry Thanks, about Jenna. big poofy hair. You got that? Yeah, this is true. You're you're that's you're you're rocking plan. the you're rocking the uh, easy breezy look up top. So so that's good. Everybody else in your party is gonna be that helps. It's, it's gonna be feeling that. Yeah. Well, I've got to wear a bucket hat to yes, protect absolutely. myself from the sun. But that's but, but it's vented, so that's still better than having to worry about it. Yes. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll be back with a full report. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm sure I'll have fun, but I'm sure I'll, there's going to be some times when I'm miserable. Oh, I, I can't, I can't wait. But the big thing is the line waiting. It's just the line cutting down on the lines is huge. So that's why it was a must to pay the extra money for the fast pass and everything like that because. It's one thing to be hot. It's another thing to stand in line for two hours for a ride and being hot. That's miserable. I miss. Um, so I don't know if they did this for print. Uh, yeah, they did. They do it. They used to do it for print journalists too. Did you know that back before, like, up until the pandemic, Disney would give you two free tickets every year to either. Yeah, if you worked in media. If you worked in the media. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. So I did that once with my friend. My friend, my friend went to USC, so she knew Disneyland pretty well because she'd go there a considerable amount when she was going to USC. So I was like, "Perfect, you know Disneyland. I got the free hookup. Let's do this." So we had one day in Disneyland, and you could you could go across to California Adventure, obviously too. And we hit that park like you would not believe. 
We did almost everything you could have done. The only thing we didn't do, well, Splash Mountain wasn't open, which was a real bummer. And uh, and then That's she strange. didn't. She'd gone on Tower uh, Tower of Terror before, whatever it's called now. Um, and uh, she got sick, so she's like, I don't want to do that. So I was like, All right, cool. So that, those were like the only two things we didn't do. Everything else, oh, we we did that. We did that. Yeah. Great deal. They don't have it anymore. Bob Iger, bring that back. Come on. Think of us little people in media. You started out as a weatherman. Let's do this. Come on. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't know that. Dang, I didn't know that. I could have cashed it on that a few times. Dang it. You think, I could, you think if I dig up my tickets, they can- You know, I don't it? see them doing that. No. I know that might shock you. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, Anything else? I think I think uh, I think we have thoroughly covered it today. Okay. Last thing, prediction. So I'll, I'll be gone next week. I'm back the next week. We'll reconvene. Are you around the next week? No, no. Vacation. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go visit my grandma for like four days okay. at one point. So, but that's that's it. So. Okay. So when yes. I get back, we'll do another podcast. The, the question prediction right now is: Yes, will Dame still be a blazer? I can't disagree with you. If I predicted otherwise, it would be wishful thinking. But I, I yep. do feel like it's going to take a while. So, <sighs> all right. Well, Sayonara. we're good. We're golden. Thanks for listening to the Sports by Northwest podcast. I'm Aaron Fentress. She's Brenna Green. Please click the subscribe button and give us a positive feedback we'd appreciate it and uh we'll catch you when i get back from orlando with a bunch of stories of me Can't hating wait. the heat and the humidity <laughs> <laughs>